Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of Coffee with Jesus. God is still in the details. I'm doing this episode a little bit differently than most. I'm sitting here in the Villaggio Mall in Doha, Qatar. I don't yet have a studio of sorts. So, I figured I would record this live, as it were. For those of you who are listening on your favorite podcasting platform, you may notice there is a certain amount of background noise, and for that I do apologize. I will try to get most of it out during the editing process, but while I'm talking, there will probably be some background noise just from people here at the mall. If you're watching this video on YouTube, I will also post links to the various podcasting platforms in the description, like I have with the other videos. Only, this video will be sort of a live feed instead of the usual pictures and texts and commentary that normally go into the podcast videos. You can also find it at your favorite podcasting platform. I'm kind of doing the exact opposite of what I normally do. Normally, I record the audio, and then I turn that into a video. This time, I'm just going to record a video, and I will turn that into a podcast. So why the mall? Well... One, the background noise is actually lower inside than outside. Because of COVID-19, the malls are only allowed to open at 30% capacity. So there are a few people inside the mall. So, less background noise. For this episode, I will call it God is Still in the Details. In episode 2, God is in the Details, I shared how, rather than worry about each individual little thing, I just trusted God from the beginning, and things seemed to work out pretty well. Well, sitting here in Qatar, as you can imagine, I have recently undergone a very big transition in life. When I first accepted the offer for the job I have here, episode 2 came to mind. So, much like I had a few years ago, I prayed, and I said, God, please be in the details from now until I get to Qatar. Every little thing. This wasn't like a regular, typical job offer. There was actually a lot I had to do before I deployed. There were a lot of requirements I had to meet. A lot of paperwork, of course. But there was also things like medical and dental and security and background checks. So before I gave notice at my then-current job, I just... Went through, went through the motions, and I trusted God from the beginning. And I'll go into detail for some of the things. By the end of this episode, you all will realize that even a year or two later, God is still in the details. There were a couple of things that I had to take care of beforehand, aside from the normal average people. I needed a full-on medical test. And they, they poked me and prodded in areas I forgot even existed. I needed a dental exam. I had to transfer my security clearance. And I needed a full-on background check. Now, the background check, I wasn't worried about. I've had a very high security clearance for some time, and the government seems to keep wanting to give it to me, so frankly, my background was pretty good. I was worried about the medical and the dental and transferring over my security clearance. Those were the big three hurdles that I needed to overcome before I could accept the job, or take the job, rather. 
first thing up was the medical. And I had scheduled it for one of my off Fridays at work, so I wouldn't not need to take time off from my current job. And that worked out really well. They were very accommodating. Now, you've heard the phrase, as we get older, quite a bit. And I know some of my audience skews younger, some of my audience skews older. But I'm getting to an age where there could be certain things to worry about now. I used to be healthy as an ox, and I was fit as a fiddle, and all the other cliches you could think of. But I was actually really worried about something in my medical history or current medical status that would prevent me from going overseas. As it turned out, I am still fit as a fiddle. Um, I've had heart issues in the past, and that worked out well. Uh, I, I like to joke afterwards that I, contrary to popular opinion, I do have a heart, and now I've got the paperwork to prove it. But all my numbers came back phenomenal. Uh, I mean, they tested everything you could think of, and it all came back really, really well. I, it was a picture of health. When it came to dental, I was a little concerned because I hadn't been to the dentist in a few years. Probably should not admit that to the whole world. I definitely would not recommend it. But yeah, it had been a few years since I'd been to the dentist. So I scheduled an appointment, went after work, and the exam itself was phenomenal. I mean, no cavities, very healthy teeth. In fact, there was one area of concern a few years ago, and then it started healing itself. So my teeth were really good. And then the last item was transferring the security clearance. The government does not like to talk to itself. You have different agencies that do different things and have different databases, and none of them are interconnected. There are, there's all these walls up between everything. So getting my security clearance transferred from one agency and one database to another agency and another database, it could take up to several months. And this was the, the long pole intent, as it were. But it actually came out really well, really quickly. I remember I had called uh, my contact at the new company just to check in, and he told me, yeah, your security clearance transferred. We want to send you to training next week and then send you to Qatar the week after that. <laughs> I was like, well, I haven't given notice at my current job yet. So after a brief discussion there, he was very accommodating. Um, I had told them I would give notice that Friday. And then after my two-week notice, they sent me to training and then, of course, sent me over here. The trip itself, um, normally another area of concern. But again, I asked God to be in the details. And again, he was in the details. Um, the, tr the trip out here was, was very um, I took a commercial flight to Baltimore, and then from there I took a Miller flight over to um, where, I'm, where I'm working. I was a little worried about the transfer. I'd never been to BWI before, and I was just told, look for Terminal E. So my plane landed. Um, my bags arrived too, which is always plus. And I found Terminal E. And I found the Mill Air Terminal pretty quickly. Um, it was hard to miss. There was a huge line of people waiting for their COVID test results or COVID test documentation or COVID test um, reports, um, confirmations. Basically, before I could leave the country, I needed a COVID test within 72 hours. At that point, I had never had one before at all. And I told the guy, I said, no, I've never had one. And he seemed a little... Um, little confused. Like, are you sure? Have you, do you have a test that they told you maybe was not valid, that might be valid? 
And I just looked at him and I said, I have never had any tests whatsoever, ever, 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 ever. And he seemed a little disbelieving, but they did rapid tests right there in the terminal. So he directed me over to the rapid test area. The lady stuck a swab up my nose. And 20 minutes later, I got my negative result. And then I was on, they call it space A, space available. Um, that's once all the reservations are done, whatever seats they have left, they try to get you on the flight. So I waited for about an hour before they said, okay, you're good. You got a seat. So again, with everything that could have gone wrong, up, leading up to and including the flight, things went, things went fairly smooth. Um, that's not to say everything went perfect. And I, I want to be clear here. When I say that God is in the details, that doesn't mean everything is going to be smooth. It just means that God is going to take care of you. One of the things I had to do getting ready was get my CAT, my, my contractor ID, as it were. I went to Patrick Air Force Base, and I tried to get there early, because they said get there right when it opens, because they didn't make an appointment, I was going to be a walk-in. Um, so I got to the base, okay, I found the base just fine. Uh, I made it through the gate, they gave me a little, little temporary pass, and then I got really lost. I mean, I had no idea where I was in this space. All the buildings looked the same. I don't know if you've ever been on an Air Force base before. All the buildings look the same. Sometimes they have numbers, and sometimes you can see the numbers, and sometimes the numbers are in weird places and you can't see them. So finding the ID office proved to be very, very difficult. But eventually I did, and I managed to get to the door right at 8 o'clock, right when they opened. So even though I got hopelessly lost, I got there right when they opened still. And by 8.30, I had my ID, and I was on my way home. It gets better. When I got to Lackland Air Force Base to do my training, they scanned my ID, and nothing came up. So they sent me to the pass office, right there at the gate. I went in, and again, they scanned my ID. They searched my ID number. They searched my social. I wasn't in the system at all. Whoever made that ID apparently didn't do something right, because... I was kind of a blank slate. I had the physical ID, but there was no information surrounding it at all. I might as well have not even existed. Now, fortunately, I had what's called an LOA, and that's the letter from the company and from the government authorizing me to be um, where I needed to be. So I showed the master sergeant my LOA, and he kind of chuckled a little bit. He said, okay, he said, I don't understand why there's nothing in the system, but you're clearly not a terrorist, so here's a day pass. So, he gave me a day pass, and I was able to get my ID fixed um, in the midst of my training while I was at Lackland. And apparently, whatever the Lackland folks did worked, because when I came to the base that I'm working at here in Qatar, I went to their DBIDS office, and everything seemed to work great. When I left that first day, they scanned my ID, and my little picture came up, and they said, have a good night. And when I came in the next morning, they scanned my ID, and my picture came up, and they said, have a good day. So, the point is that sometimes when God's in the detail, things will go smooth and perfect, and smoother than you could even imagine. Sometimes, even though God's in the details, there may be some bumps in the road. Take this episode, for example. Even though I'm here, I still feel called to do this podcast. But I don't have anywhere to record. When I was back home, I had a nice, quiet area of the house, a makeshift pop filter. 
and I was able to kind of make my own little studio. But here, I, I don't have anything like that. However, God is in the details. God is still in the details. And he provided a way for me to record this episode. God being in the details does not mean that life is always going to be perfect. God being in the details means that he is going to take care of things for you. Like when my ID did not work at Lackland. God still took care of me. He made sure I could get on the base. He made sure that there was an ID office where I could get seen and get things fixed. And then he made sure once I got it fixed, everything was working. So even though things didn't go perfect, even though things weren't perfectly smooth, things still worked out. It didn't happen right away. It didn't happen the first time I got my ID. It was several weeks later when I had to actually do my training. But God was still in the details. And I think that's the point I want to make in this episode. Even when it seems like things will never end. Even when it seems like the storms go on and on forever. You know, the financial troubles, the health troubles, the pandemic. It seems like it's been going on forever and like it will never end. And I know I've been saying this for some time, but I promise you all, I promise you all, it will end. God is still in the details. Even when the storms are raging, even when they seem to rage for extended periods, God is still in the details. God is still with you. So don't give up. Don't give in. Don't despair. I, I know things are tough. This transition was was an experience. Um, it was a very major life transition for both me and for my family. And we're on the verge of another one as some of my older children get ready to go away to in-person university. But I know that through it all, through all the transitions, through all the bumps, through every smooth ride and every hard ride, through every storm, God is still in the details. So please don't give up. Please don't despair. Trust God. He will carry you through. He will help and know He is still in the details. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you are struggling, please do not hesitate to reach out. Reach out to your brothers and sisters in Christ. Reach out to some trusted friends and family. And if you need to talk, then please feel free to reach out to me as well. I'm not a very good talker, as a lot of you have been able to tell, I'm sure, through many episodes. But I am a good listener, and I promise you I'm a better listener than I am a talker. So don't give up. Reach out. If you need to talk, I'm here. Thank you very much, and I will see you next time.